everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. In today's episode, my colleague, Dr. Pat Greco, Senior Director of Thought Leadership, joins me on the show to discuss how the work of continuous improvement is making an impact across the country. She will be presenting on this topic in less than two weeks at the 2022 Carnegie Summit, along with others on the student education team. They'll also be speaking. We're so excited to come together with other leaders to hear their stories of improvement and learn from one another. As you all probably know, Pat's been on our show several times over the past years. So as a reminder to share a bit more about Pat's background, she served 38 years in public education, most recently as a superintendent in the school district of Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. During that time, Pat was recognized for growing teacher and leadership capacity, improving system and team performance, and achieving results valued by the communities she served. Her team rose to become recognized state and national leaders. Pat's effort and those of her Menominee Falls colleagues received the Carnegie Foundation Spotlight Organization Award and the Top Workplace Award for Large Businesses. Pat received the Wisconsin Public Policy Forum Lifetime Achievement Award and the Dr. Mike Neal Distinguished Leader Award, the WASCD Educational Influence Award, the Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce Educator of the Year Award, and she also received the honor of AASA Wisconsin Superintendent of the Year. So Pat, it's great to welcome you back to our show today. Thanks, Janet. It's always a pleasure and um, really enjoy the time working with you, the colleagues here and the colleagues and our partners nationally. So this is the best work that I've ever had the privilege to engage in. Yeah, it really is, Pat. And, uh, you know, it's as we always talk about the people that we connect with and the leaders that we connect with, you know, we just become highly connected with them and are very much a partner in the process of the work that you'll talk about today. Nothing more enjoyable um, than being able, probably you and I, to end our careers in, <laughs> in that way. Um, so, you know, I, I'm excited about the Carnegie Summit coming up and uh, can't wait to be there with our partner organizations, with our Car- Carnegie colleagues and with our team um, so, you know, as we look forward to that that summit and, and hearing from leaders who are sharing their learnings and lessons from the field as they do the work of continuous improvement, what's unique about this conference? What will we what will we hear and see? I think what's most unique about the Carnegie Summit is, is there are multiple things. One, it draws from the world. You're going to see improvers coming from all over, um, the from different countries, really teasing through where student and and school system performance is, what are they learning from the cycles of improvement? How do they share those strategies, those small tactics that really made a difference and what results they're finding? They also focus on what isn't working. You know, so when you think about improvement, it isn't a straight line up. It's really learning from those small moves that make a difference and then learning from the actions at a small scale to test it before you try to aggressively grow it. So the beauty of the Carnegie Summit is it brings together really champions for improvement, focused on education, 
And they've learned specifically, and, and you and I have talked about this before, they've learned specifically how healthcare as a profession built the backbone for improvement. And really the Carnegie, the Carnegie Summit is intentionally doing that crosswalk from what they've learned from the Institute of Healthcare into building that same capacity for improvement in the field of education. Yeah, it's so important in our work that this is cross industry. And, you know, the other day, Pat, when I was working with one of our healthcare, you know, partners, you know, I, that was a conversation. I said, you know, the work that we're doing today uh, around our nine principles work and the improvement work, you know, really started in the healthcare field with, um, you know, with the healthcare improvement work. Right. And so I just, I, I really think it's important for us. And you've been, you've always focused on this, that we really look at the work that we do in improvement that, and focusing on the fields, you know, the variations yep. of fields and learn from each other. And so that we're not siloed ourselves within our own professions. Yeah. And I think, I think the other piece, Janet, when you think about it is I've served on hospital boards for many years, for literally decades and quarter over quarter, they bring their balance scorecard. They bring their measures. They're really talking about what's working, what's not working in education. We've been trapped in that initiative mindset. You know, so we haven't really been clear on the measures that matter most. We haven't been really clear about the aims and healthcare has been crystal clear. You know, yeah. So they've, they've put in the, the line in the sand of best outcomes for patients, best service to the, to the communities that they serve, best workplace so that they're, you know, they're people who are really technically skilled, stay engaged in the work and improving and affordable. You know, so that those, you know, those buckets of work that they've identified are their big aims really aren't that different from ours. And no. I think it's our time as a profession to put that stake in the sand, you know, whether we're required to or not. But here are the aims for our community. Here's the measures that are really going to matter most. And here's the, the strategies that we're learning are making that big difference. Yeah, so important. You know, so as we think about the Carnegie Summit, we have multiple teams preparing um, to present at the convening this year. You know, what will be the focus of the pres of our presenters in their presentations? I think, yeah, I think this is the part that's really exciting, Janet. Is we've got building principles talking about you know how have they recovered the learning gains of, of kids during the course of the last three years that have been so disruptive. You know, so not just that we have learning loss, but what specific strategies have they demonstrated to regain that growth? So we've got building principals presenting, we've got regional agencies presenting both, you know, at the county office level, as well as, you know, John Malone in Illinois for, you know, the special education regional agency, and really demonstrating improvement. You know, Ryan, Ryan, um, Carpenter at Estacada demonstrating that his high school improvement rates have continued to improve during the course of COVID. Jen Lowry getting the improvement cycles all the way down to the classroom level at a time when most people got stuck of, you know, we're having a hard time keeping our efforts moving forward. These are champions and leaders that are really digging in. Sergio Mendoza, Ed Manansala, um, Chris Hartley moving to the State Department level, um, really digging in to making improvement 
continue during the most dramatically disruptive time in education and not getting stuck. Yeah, so important. And, um, you know, I think just what you said there, you know, not even, not, it, not, it's, it's the disruption is clear. <laughs> you yep. know, we're seeing disruption. We've talked about it prior to COVID. We talked about it coming or it's around or we have to change, but now it's clear. And um, it, that the work that, that the individuals that you talked about and others that we work with, you know, it hasn't, hasn't, it hasn't caused a barrier for them to continue to move forward. In fact, I think they've come out of the gate even stronger. Um, and I know that's what we'll see at the conference. So can't wait to, to be there and, and see them in action. And I, I think the other thing, Janet, before yeah. we go off of sure, that please. is, you know, you and Sarah, you know, we're going to have the opportunity to celebrate the work of Teacher Ready at, at a time when, you know, we have specific need in our field, you know, for um, teacher candidates of color and it really engaging in growing, you know, the capacity of teachers to thrive, what we've learned from that curriculum that can help early entrance educators that might help other people in the field. That's an improvement project live. You know, so yeah. I think that piece of it is so um, exciting, both for what we're learning, but then also the influence that we can share and impact that we can have on early educators. Yeah, I think, you know, and I think, Pat, just a little bit with with um, with the presentation around um, the teacher ready piece, you know, there are two parts of that. One is in the K-12 world in terms of preparing teachers and um, you know, really giving them the best skill sets to be the best first year teachers, you know, the best early career teachers that they can possibly be that's been, you know, a passion of mine for the last two decades. Um, it's that. And then the other piece of that presentation, you know, as we've talked to our Carnegie colleagues, is that um, it's pushing the envelope in, in higher education. You know, it's Absolutely. looking at variations and different models of how we, we cannot do the same thing in higher education that we've always done. Correct. And it really is an improvement process. It's helping us push the envelope you know, um, equally important as we move to the to the future. So that's what Carnegie allows us to do is look at improvement and improve those improvement cycles. But it also can help elevate us to innovation and innovation is through that improvement so that we're pushing the envelope and doing things in, in ways that we haven't done them because it's the better way. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I think I think, Janet, that you're, you're raising a point that's critical is you know, decades ago, Deming defined innovation as doing the real work outrageously well, rather than looking for new work to do. You know, so we need to improve the pipeline for teacher candidates. We need better success levels, you know, when people are starting their career rather than burning them out within, you know, the first six months saying this isn't the profession for me. And we need candidates of color represented across every part of our country for the children that we serve. Those are the real problems to be solved. You know, so right. just making a statement of fact of we just don't have enough people in the pipeline, that, yeah. that's stuck language. Right? That's it's right. not improvement language. So it always resonates with me when Deming says innovation is doing the real work outrageously well. The yeah. real work of teaching and learning, the real work of leading systems, the real work of solving the, the real barriers. Yeah, 
I love that. I think that's something we should keep front and center. You know, so just a little bit more um, digging deeper, Pat, in the conference. You are leading a pre-conference with Ryan Carpenter and Jennifer Lowry. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to to watching you and our two of our great leaders um, be part of that pre-conference. What are you looking forward to in in that full day? Yeah, and it's 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 so fun because during the course of the last decade, I've had the opportunity to do that pre-conference with Corey Gala and Casey Blahoyak and Susie Thomas from the school district of Menominee Falls. This year, I have the privilege of doing it with Ryan Carpenter and Jen Lowry to talk about what we've created in Menominee Falls now is spreading. You know, so a portion of that pre-conference is going to be that still back, that same backbone of how do you build culture? How do you build strategy that's aligned to your aims? But how do you do it and create spread? You know, what we've learned from Menominee Falls is, it, it, you know, it, Menominee Falls isn't terminally unique. We have the ability to build strong systems all over the country. You know, so this really is that, you know, not viewing it as it has to be uniquely tied to one location, but we can take what we're learning and spread it so that we have the opportunity to influence the field. That's the whole purpose of the Carnegie Summit. And the pre-conference is really going to be a magnifying glass of case studies that are that are really happening. Yeah. Looking forward to that because Ryan Carpenter and Jen Lowry, they're on fire with, you know, with the with the work that that you did. I mean, that you really placed uh, as a, a model for this country, Pat, and, you know, they're taking it and, and running with it. And that's the first step of really moving it forward in, in the most significant way from the classroom, you know, to the boardroom and I think, um, in that I improvement think, work. I think the other piece, Janet, is that, you know, when we think about improvement, it's a mindset and a skill set, Right. You know, we can be really proud of the work of our people. Improvers think of how do you create that spread so that it goes beyond your boundaries of just that department, that school, that organization to really influence the spread of conditions, you know, across organizations so that all children, all teachers, all people in our field can thrive. You know, so we really are bridging into that healthcare mindset of not keeping the, the information close to the best so that, you know, we feel like we can shine, but at the expense of others, improvers unite, you know, so this is really that opportunity to spread what we're learning. So as we think about the convening, um, you know, you've attended every one, Pat, since it started. You know, what have you noticed over the years as the convenings have grown? I've, I've, I've worked with Penny Carver and, you know, who started her career at IHI and Tony um, Breich, who was the president of, of the Carnegie Foundation as it started. Tony pulled 20 people into a room to think about how do we learn from IHI and really build the capacity to put a spotlight of improvement in our field. That was probably 2012, you know, and then the very first convening had 150 people in it. And now we're coming together with thousands from across the world. You know, so when we think about, you know, and Tony will regularly, as he, he did that transition over to Tim Knowles as the new president for the Carnegie Foundation, every year they have a, a run chart of what their goal was, how many people they got to the convening, what the learnings were, they're creating libraries of learning. This is spread. You know, so that's what I've noticed is this isn't just about holding an annual conference. This is a movement in our field. And they've They've really focused um, from the foundation on policy 
you know, really shifting policy in the field as well as practice. And that's difference making. Yeah. So important. And, you know, I've um, interviewed Tony on this podcast um, and there are a couple of episodes there. So, you know, I think we can put those episodes on our resource list, Pat, so that individuals listening, our listeners here can connect back to that. And and uh, Tony has, uh, from my days in American Education Research Association, you know, go back a long way. And he is um, he's been a great influencer in our field and, you know, know that he's now retired from Carnegie, but I tell you, you know, he's always been for the applied part of research to help make a difference and to make an impact. Um, You know, he's a pioneer in our field. Um, As we close, do you have any words of advice that you'd like to share for leaders who may be early in their journey of doing continuous improvement work or maybe even thinking about it? Yeah, a couple of things is one, you know, don't feel like you have to have all of the answers in your head. That's part of the journey of improvement is, you know, pull together your your leaders who are really learn, you know, leaning in and lean into how do we get really an understanding of both the principles of what it takes to lead well, you know, the nine principles and the improvement cycles that help you live that commitment to excellence and live growing leaders at every level and really understand the measures that matter and really lean into what are we learning to be accountable to our communities as well as being better for every child and family that we serve. So the improvement cycles bring us the ability to hit the outcomes over and over again. And the principles of leadership help us be the very best selves we can as we're bringing that to the table individually and collectively across the team. So when when you ask specifically, what do I recommend? Engage. You know, we have we have the deep dive coming up on March 8th and 9th, you know, um, where we'll get deep into the conversations with the school district in Menominee Falls and Estacada, Oregon, and have the opportunity to learn deeply together and um, have the opportunity to really come together, not focused on initiatives, but really that core commitment to being better every day for the communities that we serve. Yeah. Thank you, Pat, so much. And I'm just going to, you know, as you mentioned, um, the conference coming up that really is focusing on that classroom improvement piece from classroom to the boardroom on December 8th and 9th. So for you listeners, um, it's it's a virtual conference. So please connect in if if uh, if this has resonated with you today and you want to see some some leaders in action and get get have conversations and build networks with people who are doing this improvement work. Um, and doing it very well, uh, just head over to our website. It's Studer, S-T-U-D-E-R, education, E-D-U-C-A-T-I-O-N, studereducation.com slash events. And you can click on and register. And We'd love to have you there and connect with you. And also, we've been talking about the Carnegie Foundation Summit. So if you want to learn more about that summit, the 2022 summit coming up uh, right around the corner, right after our Destination High Performance Conference, virtual conference, head to Carnegie Foundation, C-A-R-N-E-G-I-E-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.org slash summit. We'll have all these resources on our, our website as well. And as always, I thank you for tuning in 
to this episode of Accelerate Your Performance. We invite you to share this episode with a friend or colleague, and please follow and rate our podcast in Apple Podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.